welcome to the three and D's podcast where we're back we're better than ever the NBA draft has just happened Victor Wembenyama officially a San Antonio Spur and where my big guys Matt Legg and Mario Narciso are back as we're enjoying the warm Vancouver weather gentlemen post-draft pre-free agency how is everyone doing uh, another exciting time in the NBA um how's it going doing great excellent man. Doing great. So I just talk some hoops today. <laughs> There's no better as time. always. The NBA never sleeps. It's crazy. No, never. We sleep. just we just finished a ring. Uh, I mean, the draft isn't even the most exciting part of this. And normally I love the draft, but like so much is happening outside of it that it's like, let's get this going. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, like I mentioned, the draft just happened last week. Um, a little bit of interest. I, you know, I think it kind of landed where we thought it was going to. Uh, the Brandon Miller pick, that two and three, kind of crazy. I kind of want to open with this, actually. Let's yeah, open with this. No, I saw a video, or maybe you guys sent me a video. I saw a video recently talking about the betting odds mm-hmm. from the number two pick. And forever, it was Brandon Miller was like heavily favored. And there came a point, um, I think, from fan, like a FanDuel, FanDuel, uh, um, owns shams basically like shams works for FanDuel. shams sends out a tweet saying charlotte is seriously considering uh scoot henderson at two and the odds go from like plus 400 for scoot to like minus 700 on FanDuel. And immediately people are putting a ton of money on scoot henderson mm-hmm. and then the, basically the day of the draft the odds basically reverse back and people are calling this like a fucking shams like scam or or some sort of fan duel thing um, conspiracy did you guys see this because that was like kind of nuts i put money on on scoot going too and i you know i because he saw the shams report yeah i did really I, like, once he sent that out i put some money on it and uh it was interesting i've never wow. seen that before like that it was seems insane like- i've never seen anything like that other than i think the nfl draft the prior year there were a few picks that kind of went all over the map like Trayvon Walker shouldn't have gone number one, and then all of a sudden he did. Or even the NBA draft of the prior year, it was Jabari pretty much locked in, and then Paolo went first. I mean, I think I think just drafts kind of go like that all the time. Yeah, sources cannot be trusted whatsoever. I I hate betting on the draft. It just thing, normally you can trust Paolo. sources, but now like I didn't realize that you know Fanduel basically, you know. He works for Fanduel. Like his <laughs> the things he says. Anyway, it felt very strange because apparently Charlotte had Brandon Miller all along. Um, you know, this they were their, their guy for months. So mm-hmm. very interesting. I don't know where that's going to lead to, but I think that's an interesting like thing that happened. That maybe it's not leading news on a podcast, but it's I think it's worth mentioning. Um, mm-hmm. As uh, that's I think that that could be a bigger story um, in the future, but. Yeah, Scoot Henderson at three, Amon Thompson at four, Asar Thompson at five. Do you guys have any like big major, you know, winners and losers of this draft other than the Spurs, obviously? Um, do you guys like anything that specific teams did that night? Um, what was your guys' kind of takeaways? I mean, we can go. <laughs> Firstly, I think Wembenyama is going to be an absolute stud. Yeah. Uh, he had the he had the interview that he did with. Um, the old man in the three uh, yeah. podcast with JJ Ruddick and just hearing his mindset and how he handles situ- like things. He's just so mature. 
and I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I also didn't realize his durability and how durable he's been for the Metropolitans. Um, he hasn't missed a game the whole year, and they went they went to the finals. So like he played as many games as he possibly could have. Um, with the Brandon Miller pick, I think the Hornets pretty much <laughs> nail in the coffin, solidified who they are as a um, as an organization. I think they had a real opportunity take a shift with uh scoot um and they didn't they missed out it was mj's final final kiss as he (laughs) blew a kiss as he left the room (laughs) to the organization there and just a i think a perfect representation of um who they are (laughs) as a sports organization and the direction that they want to take and what they care about um the blazers major 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 winners um they got arguably a number one pick fall to them at number three just with how things worked out this year and they have a beautiful (laughs) kind of organization changing decision to make in the next i don't even know when they're going to make the decision i don't want to talk about dame anymore but yeah they uh they have a a wonderful situation like they have so many great assets at the guard position and they have to make a decision or they can just chill i don't even know what they're gonna they're do. losers to me they're losers to me interesting okay because they're not doing anything and i i'm, I'm mad about it just do something <laughs> they're gonna be a 12 seed with this team again do something yeah i mean there's no rush though is the thing i guess so yeah like i think uh it kind of happened like with the Gobert and Mitchell and just trades like that. Say even the Ben Simmons one, I think it's a good example. Like just wait till you get the price that you want and then you can make the decision that you want. They're really in no rush. Like Dame signed. Um, <laughs> I mean, it will just be if you want to develop these young guys and have them seeing playing time, but I don't know. It's uh very, very, very interesting. I like I love Scoot Henderson. I, I think people keep talking about his concerns about his height. He's just such a dynamic athlete. Like I don't think he could do anything about that. And he's a dog. I, yeah, he's gonna be awesome. And I, well, I'm, there's, I'm there's a story too that came out. It was that his uh, mom had to bring his birth certificate to games because he'd play up two three years, and they would he would still get questioned that he was too old Jeez. to play. And I love shit, shit like that. Just an athlete. Yeah, just a dog. So. I I think Charlotte made a big mistake. Uh, just just in terms of, you know, culture shift. Just in terms of ceiling. I I don't. I like Brandon Miller. I think he's a good top five pick. I just think that the ceiling isn't there in the same way it is for Scoot. And I always like ceiling. Um, he might be a win now kind of player, but they're not trying to win now, so I don't really understand right. that. My hot take is I'm out in the Thompson Twins. Whoa. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Take. Have you watched their mixtapes? <laughs> they're awesome. They're awesome. They're super athletic. They're so pretty skilled. Athletic. I like I like Amen better, just in terms of a. Because being that athletic and being kind of a heady playmaker, is. Good to me, like to have that kind of skill set coming into the NBA. I think that translates well. 
it's just that the competition at overtime elite is just nowhere close to even something like um what's it called um, g league g league nothing close to even euro league any of the french yeah. leagues that the australian league these are high schoolers they're still playing against and they're 20 mm -hmm. years old right like it's it's I, I like them i like their personalities i like the way they play i like their athleticism i'm just like to go four and five on a pretty good draft and there's some really solid college players coming out of here mm -hmm. um i'm just kind of out on it prove me wrong prove me wrong i like i like them as people you know prove yeah. me wrong. i'd like for them to prove me wrong yeah i, I think um Amon has been, I think, next to Scoot is probably the best athleticism out of everyone. I think people are very intrigued by that that upside there. So I don't hate that pick for the Rockets. I think Asar, I think the Pistons maybe reached a little bit for Asar, thinking that maybe they're a very similar player. I think, again, I'm not, I don't know these players, but based on what I've read and heard, I, I don't think Asar is the same type of player, same quality of player as um, Amen. So, and, and for the Blazers, they completely lucked out. You're totally right. I think if... I think if the Hornets draft Scoot, which was, I think, the correct call there for them, I mean, we'll see in a couple of years, but I think the Blazers are more likely to trade that three pick. And I think I mentioned this on a previous pod, but I think they're more likely willing to trade that three pick if it's Brandon Miller versus, you know, yeah. Pascal or Zion or whatever, whatever that, whatever the options were for them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think the fact that Scoot fell to them, I think they saw a you got to take it there. Yeah. Transform. Yeah. yeah transformable player. So, um, Unfortunate for the teams who are looking to get into that that range. Um, who knows what will happen with Dame? Um, but uh, yeah, they're in they're in a weird spot right now. They have just a ton of small guards. Like they don't need Dame, Scoot, um, and uh, and the other guys. Already, I'm blanking on their names, but um, <laughs> Simons and uh, and uh, who's the fourth guy we like? Sharp, yeah, Sharp. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, a couple other winners for me. Um, Toronto Raptors. Sure, the Toronto Raptors. I love Grady Dick. Dude, how about that suit? Holy shit. I love... You must have known he was getting drafted by the Raptors with that, that suit. That insane. I was like, yeah. going into this draft, I'm like, Grady Dick feels high as a lottery pick. Like, in the top 10. And then yeah. he got drafted by the Raptors. I'm like, this just makes so much sense. It just, It's and just the like, perfect fit. Yeah, he's exactly the type of player we need. I feel like I'm either going to absolutely adore this kid or fucking hate him. It's going to be one or the other. It's like his like swag and like, it's like outgoingness is going to be great if he plays well, but if he's this, if he acts this way and like also it's like kind of shit, like I just, I won't be able to stand the guy. <laughs> so we'll see. He He's giving me Kevin Herter vibes. I don't know if that's just me like putting a white guy in a box, but like this like tall, like really good shooter. I don't know if they'll be able to defend that he's well, much but... more much. I, th I think he's closer to the Tyler hero. As a yeah. as a creator, well, if he's if he's Tyler Hero creator at six eight, then that's that is a yeah. steal, and, and he's an unbelievable shooter. He's a great shooter. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you know dive into the tape a little bit more and see if he's able to create like that. I, again, I I haven't heard that he's an elite kind of on ball creator. The thing um, you need to know, and one thing I always like is like really highly ranked high school prospects. I just like the translation. They're like. Because that means you're the guy, and you've been like you've had that kind of pressure on you. And Grady Dick in high school was just the guy, like, a lot of right. attention on him for a long time, and I think uh, that translates well. 
Yeah, look, I I trust the Raptors organization. They're one of the best in the world. They've had some hits. They've had some misses, as all organizations have. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't look harder at Cam Whitmore, who fell to the 20th overall pick. Yeah, Crazy. Another big win for the Rockets, who apparently were considering him at four uh, yeah. not too long ago. They fell to him at 20. And uh, due to some concerning medicals, maybe. Um, but what a steal there. I, I yeah. consider the Rockets a big winner. Well, the, the fit didn't look good. For, I, I don't think the Raptors would enjoy having Cam Whitmore in that team, particularly with, if you're building around Scotty Barnes. I don't think that works. It's just so much going on in the lane. Both of them yeah. you know, dynamic lane kind of guys, but I don't love the fit. I, I, he feels like a Raptors guy, but ultimately, Dick's perfect. Yeah, Whitmore to the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets walk out with... Um, Amen and Cam Whitmore, two high lottery kind of guys mm-hmm. with a, their already kind of loaded team. It's going to be really exciting. I think Whitmore now has a kind of chip on his shoulder. We'll see if the physicals and the medicals thing kind of pans out. But uh, the the ceiling here is pretty crazy as far as a he's got Ju- Julius Randle type to me. That's how kind of I see him. Even well, more he's athletic. Only five, so I don't think he can be the same type of player. I think he'll right. be like two or three, but. Just motor um, and athleticism. I just yeah. like it. Yeah, no, I think a ton of upside. Like, that's all you can ask for in that range. Like, I don't know why teams before him weren't taking that risk. I think, you know, the Lakers, the Heat, the, the Warriors were all before, and they, they are more of win-now teams. But, you know, Utah at 16, is that not worth a, you know, a gamble? Um, so, yeah, the slide ended there. Um, great upside play, though, for Houston. Um Another guy I really and, like in this range, uh, Jaime Hawkes. I know Matt is mm-hmm. strongly uh, infatuated. I love Jaime Hawkes. I love that run that they had with uh, Johnny Juzang with UCLA where they went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect heat guy. Perfect heat guy. If you watch come in and play college right basketball at all, um, yeah. you know who he is. And yeah. I absolutely adore this pick. The only thing with this is, I guess... I just said I don't want to talk about Dane, but if the Heat are the trade <laughs> for him, he's likely in the deal. Back sure. to Portland. So I like I love him for the Heat because I just think it's so fun for their culture. Um, I just think it's such a good, perfect fit for them. Come off the bench first year, kind of figure it out. He's just he's just a Heat guy through and through, and I, I love that pick. Um, yeah, yeah, like. I'm sorry, go ahead. Another winner I want to say is Don't steal uh, mine. Don't you dare steal mine. I want to say the uh, the thunder. Ah, my, my thunder. Mm. Damn <laughs> it. Payson Wallace, you just mentioned like high school prospects. Um I think he was the number one or two um ranked prospect mm-hmm. going in this past year. Um, he was, he's like another dog, another unbelievable, like (laughs) another unbelievable prospect that the Thunder are now getting and they can just continue to foster that growth. Uh, he's, I think I want to say he's the Jalen Williams of this draft, like the guy that fell (laughs) the double digits. That's going to be a really, really good player in, in the running for rookie of the year there. And I think the Thunder is just another 
<laughs> they just only do right thing. And maybe Bertrand stays healthy and he shoots the lights out. Yeah, I was going to say, I like Thomas Bertans. I've never given up. I've, I've never sold my stock on Thomas Bertans. Please do. Please Maybe. do. Um, I mean, yeah, and then, Kaysen and, and Chet coming in next year alongside okay. Shea and, and, and Jay Will and, and the other young guys. Like, that team is going to be... It's a good team. It's a good team. So exciting to watch next and, year. And like, they're, they're set for the next 15 years. Yeah, and then I they have, you. like, 20 first-round picks the next yeah. four. So if they... If they pull the trigger and want to get a free agent, they can literally whenever they want. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Davis after this year is off the books. Maybe I f always forget with his contract, but yeah, I think one. More. I, I'll, I'll go a step further. As much as I love Kaysen, I do think this was a good move for for Dallas as well. I think mean, I think they got totally. their guy yeah. Derek yeah. Lively at 12, and they were able to dump a pretty meaningful salary going from 10 to 12. So um, that definitely definitely is going to help them. Uh, in free agency, I think that that opens up a a mid level exception slot for them, or, or a larger one from a taxpayer to a full mid level. So there was there was wins to be had for Dallas here as well, especially yeah. if they didn't identify Kaysen as like a mm -hmm. you know a future future star. Um, well, the fit really doesn't really work if you got Kaysen with Kyrie and Luca. Yeah, exactly. So I, I and I do like Derek Lively as well for them um, at at that twelve spot. So. I think that's a win for both teams. I, I I would give the 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 extra dub to OKC if we had to pick one, because um, I think from what I've heard of this kid, he's you know he's he could be a future you know yeah. star in this league. So um, I mean, I think with Dallas too, um, we can talk more about the draft if you guys have any other things. But we can maybe use this as the transition. I have one quick thing. Okay. Kings. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about the Kings well, a little bit later. Him, it, goes with, it goes to this. Okay, well. but one other really quick thing is that, uh, uh, let's see here, the Blazers drafted Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's twin brother, the pick before the Kings had it. I know. Do you think they would have picked him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to keep Keegan? Why not? Right? I mean, yeah. is, is Keegan the type of guy who's like, I want you to draft my brother to keep me around? Like, I don't. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. It's, like, it's kind of like the Giannis move, right? Like how the Bucks are just like, well, let's just get yeah. the Nasus. Yeah. I just think it would have been fun to have. Like, do you, do you think they trade the picks to the Mavs? Because that's what I was going to bring up next. Because Dallas did two things that I agree with both of them. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, Rashawn Holmes to the Mavs is awesome. I it's really amazing. Like that. It's, yeah. such a good, it's such a good pickup, and then the Kings get the get the salary. Yeah. Um, that's another win-win. That's another win-win. Like us. I think well, it's another win-win. So I think the I love what the Mavs did on draft night. Yeah, they're the only ones that really did much of anything. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of movement in this. I was expecting way more things to happen, but yeah. the Mavs did two low-key things that I think are greatly going to upgrade because they pretty much took on Rashawn Holmes' contract. And I could be wrong, but then they got the twenty-fourth pick. That was pretty much it, right? Like that was it. Yeah, so uh, like they, that, the second-round pick. Maybe yeah, they, they have two back. seconds. Okay, but like. Olivier Maxens Prosser, like I watched his, uh, watched some of his film. He's great. He's like DFS 2.0. Yeah. And I think they're going to need him to be. And it's a risk, I guess, if you're making that pick, but it's fun. Like they, they have two good first round picks and they got Rashawn Holmes back and in the right environment. I think he's still a good player. And, just, dumped, like, and really, yeah. And got That's rid great. of the batons. Like I think they did a few good low key moves. Yeah, it was basically a, a, a salary dump 
um, for the 24th pick. And I, I and I don't know. I you know I think that brings Sacramento into some real conversations for these big free agents, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to we right go, now. We can go that right. Yeah. Actually, just one thing, one thing, one thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to highlight because I think it was a common theme on this podcast while I was a Bulls fan that they blew the trade and they didn't have the picks and whatever. Vujicic wasn't wasn't the fit. Whatever. And the I think. The one one of the clear losers from this draft was the Magic. I think they they blew the sixth and the eleventh pick. They could have moved either of them back a few spots and got exactly who they wanted to instead. And it just gives me a little bit of joy um, <laughs> as a former Bulls fan to know that they blew the draft that they got so much capital back for. So I just wanted to say that first. Former Bulls fan. Yeah, former Bulls fan. Go Thunder. Yeah, Mari, I don't know. Do you want to kick us off? I'm sure you've had some King's thoughts uh, with uh, the salary. I haven't done a whole... Because I'm kind of stuck on one idea here. So the Kings now have $30 million in cap space, and there's a lot to Mm -hmm. do here. With this roster... Rashawn Holmesbury played last year, by the way. Um, Two minutes a game. I was shocked to learn. Barely played. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, just played off the rotation like he he's a great motor big man in terms of getting you know very simple offensive game could get a put back in some like nice little post hooks but limited defensively both on the athletic side and the kind of sense side um anyway have fun dallas uh but i'm just stuck on the idea of offering austin reeves a lot of money <laughs> and i just i just really like it i want it so bad I think the fans it's are really not going to happen. How much? How much? Twenty-two million. Twenty-two million over four years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Lakers are going to match that. I don't think it's five. That's the thing with him being like an RFA. Like the Lakers can just match anything. But then that's fine. Like let the Lakers spend that money on. True. Sure. I'm actually. I don't know why GMs don't do this more. Yeah. Like it's, Force it's their not, hand. No, but it's not like, oh, I did you that solid two years ago. Like, you're going to do me this solid. Like, it's a business. Like, yeah. people are going to get the most out of anything that they can. So, I don't know why people don't do this more. I think the well, Kings I think... absolutely force their hand. Fuck yeah. it. Why not? Set up an offer. I think in this specific situation, um, it's a great idea to try and see if they're bluffing or if you're going to hamstring them and pay Austin Reeves that money. Um, but in general, I mean, team, it is, it, maybe this is something to do with the, like maybe the rules need to be adjusted or something, but it is quite punitive for teams to send these offers out, especially if they're not very confident they're actually going to get the player. Cause you can't use that money elsewhere. It's held up in right, that deal right. over the 72 hours that the team's able to match it. So mm-hmm. let's say that the, the Kings put an offer you know, on like June 30th at 6 p.m. when they're able to, you know, they could lose out on Draymond Green or they could lose out. They could make offers to any other players um, in the meantime. And, you know, that takes you to what, July 2nd mm. at that point. And, uh, you know, a lot happens in the first three days. But for a tanking um, team that's like already hit the salary floor or need, just needs to hit the salary floor, just like screw some people over. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Well, I just- I don't know. I I would do it, but 
No, I I agree. There's also certain players that it's you think they're like you also need to to weigh like what the the chances of us actually getting this player are. Right, yeah, yeah. If it's like less than ten percent, it's probably not worth it. But if it, if you think you have a real chance at, at at getting them and it's worth the money that you're willing to draw out, then yeah, that's also a no brainer. I'm uh, not a no brainer, but it's uh, much more enticing to do that. Um, speaking of salary cap floors and um offers and such uh, i wanted to bring up the john collins deal because it's sort of in in this vein um where atlanta while we're on king still Mm. i was gonna get back to the kings okay okay go go crazy go crazy i was gonna say like just talking on the on the topic of of dumping like they the, the hawks essentially dumped john collins into utah's cap space uh for nothing um the value they got it, it was just a straight dump um what a joke what a joke Rudy, Rudy in a second round pick um yeah they're looking to reset atlanta um and i just thought that was interesting i, I don't i don't know i didn't i couldn't really figure out where i landed on 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 if, if utah was a winner here i think at first i was like oh utah got a steal and then i thought about it more and i don't love john collins that's the thing like are you like is that a contract that's like you're willing to pay out like like pay over the next three years yeah. or was there a free agent out there like alec you know kyle kuzma or or someone else that you could have signed that maybe fit your um your your players a little bit more so they're gonna be really big walker kessler john collins laurie markinen as Just, your it's a laurie markinen theme in his career it's mm. hilarious yeah playing that three um so i i i, I time will tell I think the the cost of acquisition was obviously very very low, so it's it's probably a good risk for Utah to take. But you know there was alternatives like Utah's co- like opportunity cost was not being able to sign another free agent out there, whether that's Kyle Kuzma or you know maybe Chris, was was Chris Middleton available? Was that someone mm-hmm. with on your timeline? Um, you know Fred Van Fleet add another guard like you know like there there was a cost to acquiring this this salary cat uh, this salary so um could be a lose-lose honestly this could be one of those lose-lose <laughs> deals um but anyway i thought that was interesting so back to the kings um mari 32 million if they renounce harrison barnes they can get up to 36 i believe yeah again i don't think they make that trade for 24 like it's a it's a first round pick to get off 14 million dollars essentially if they're not going to use that space yeah. or if they don't have some intel that they're mm-hmm. using that somewhere. So, you know, I'm going to throw some names out there. Chris Middleton. He's um, my number one that I think would make so much sense. You think you think that he'll go? It would just be if he leaves Milwaukee, I guess. But, but that's the thing. I don't think I he'll think, leave. I think with Milwaukee, another thing is, like, they have to figure out, like, Brooke Lopez. I think Drew Holiday is off, also off the books next year. Um, so how they're going to fit him going forward. Like they just have so many pieces that they have to make work, and if Middleton isn't willing to maybe go a bit more short-sighted as opposed to like ensuring, say he goes like he wants like a four to five-year deal to ensure that he has that money going forward as opposed to like a three-year one, maybe he walks. And I think Sacramento is a perfect fit because he's basically a way better Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I yeah, know. I you know this this hasn't been talked about at all, but Chris Middleton is probably one of or the best free agent available right now, and yeah. Milwaukee has not you know been known to get deep into that 
that tax and with these new apron rules as well, the CBA, you know, that Giannis, Max, Drew is on a big contract. Brooke Lopez is a free agent as well. I don't think you can bring this whole gang back at the numbers that they're going to be offered. Yeah, um, I feel like I just assumed that Middleton would, would go back to Milwaukee maybe for less money than he's than market value just because of what they have over there. Well, he... He made $35.5 million last year. I would imagine that's the starting number at the very least for a new contract negotiation over, I would assume he's going to last for four to five years. So are you paying four for 140, four for one, five for 170? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're Milwaukee. That's tough. He's 32. He took a step back this year um, for sure with his defense and just consistency. Um, you know, people are saying that it's from those injuries and that he'll bounce back. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Brooke Lopez is also out there. I don't can they re-sign both those guys? Brooke Lopez is probably gonna command, I would imagine, twenty plus million dollars a year. Um as well. I mean, he's one of the most valuable big men in the league, can shoot threes, all defense, you know, level rim protection. Um, so Mari, do you think that the Kings will take, will get one of these guys? Cause I think one of these guys might either one of those two or Draymond Green are going to be on the Sacramento Kings come July 3rd. Oh, I'd, I'd prefer, oh man, Draymond. We, I think Draymond would be a, perfect. Yeah. I think Draymond would also be perfect. Lopez, I'd prefer more just cause it, he kind of fills holes that we, we were missing last year that were exposed during the Warriors series, particularly, um, I mean, Draymond does as well. Because Sabonis, Sabonis and Lopez can play together, I think. I think so, too. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And Sabonis. Lopez Miles doesn't really Turner demand the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's like Miles Turner. And that tandem, defense, like on, from a rebounding perspective, would be incredible um, as well. Defensively, you know, Sabonis was was exposed a little bit. I think Brooke Lopez shores up that that pain presence. I, I You know, the more I think about Brooke Lopez and the Kings, the more I talk myself into it, personally. Like it. Um and again, if if Milwaukee's going to prioritize um, Middleton, which I still would if I was Milwaukee, probably, and then you know maybe Portis plays a bigger role, or you move Giannis to the center more often, um, you know that's probably a harder gap to replace if you're Milwaukee. So those are my personal predictions for for Milwaukee and how they're going to go about it. Um, Sacramento, though, I don't know which I don't know where they're going to go with this cap space. Um, but I don't see any other guys on the market that I either like for them or think it's is is you know fits a need. I don't I don't know if you've looked through the list of. I haven't creating. really. I haven't really. I'll be honest because I'm I'm just stuck on Austin Reeves. I just love that idea. I mean, it's not happening. It's I just think happening. it's a great lineup, man. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel Draymond or Middleton is more likely. Yeah. Then Lopez. I mean, I haven't heard any news about Middleton or, or Lopez. I think Draymond probably goes back to Golden State after this pool deal. Um, <laughs> but, probably. but you know, there's... Fun if it wasn't. Or Dallas for him would also be super fun. Does Dallas have this cap space? I'd probably not. It would just have to be, it'd have to be a Hardaway Cauley Stein in it. I think. And if you're Golden State, is that worth it? Like, is that worth it to take that money back with your luxury tax issues? Like, yeah. I just don't see that. I don't no. see that for. I was not aware that Willie Cauley Stein was still in the Mavericks. Yeah. I was not aware of that. 
You might be. Uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't fact check him. I just, I just took his word for it. I thought they were the same people. Javale, yeah. <laughs> JaVale. Same, same thing. Same, same, same but different. Oh, I had so much hope for Willie Cauley Stein. Anyway, what else? What, so what, let's what, go what over. Other, uh, yeah. What? What? What else? You guys got for uh, some trade rumors? Well, I want to again. I want to get back to the to, to free agency here in terms of. Let's look at the teams that have cap space. So, you, so we we know the new rules are you need to get to ninety percent mm-hmm. of the salary cap before the season starts, or else you're basically paying that out to the rest to the whole league anyway. So, so the big players right now with cap space, the Pistons, twenty eight million. The Rockets have sixty four million dollars projected room. Jesus. Um, the Pacers thirty two million. The Thunder, 15, so less so. And the Magic, 22. The Spurs, 34 million. Um, so those are sort of our our biggest players. The Spurs, for sure. The Magic, Rockets, Pacers, Pistons. Those are kind of the five I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Starting with the Rockets. Um, there have been rumors about who they're going to sign. I think what's most likely from what I've read is, is I think Fred Van Fleet to Houston is... Unfortunately, kind of a not a done deal, but a, a, a deep. A lot of sense. It makes it makes a it makes a, a lot of sense. I think he's still a little bit older than what their timeline is for winning basketball, but they're starting to develop a pretty good pool of talent here. They do need an adult in the room. They need a primary ball handler. I think outside of Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, and Fred Van Fleet brings that kind of mindset of winning and work. And so, yeah, the more I read about it, the more I thought about it. It makes sense for Houston. I'm kind of accepted that the, he will not be back in Toronto. We're not going to get any value for him in a sign-in trade. I've kind of written him off. Um, I said my mental goodbyes. Um, but what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that fit in Houston? And if there's anything else they're going to do, it sucks. I I I think it's perfectly Houston because they're going to suck, and I think that that works great for me. Go ahead and get Fred VanVleet. Yeah, and they they just need to spend some money, as you mentioned. Like they have yeah, the most cap space by far. I think Brooke Lopez is another one that I think would be pretty fun in Houston. Could him and another another adult in the room type of thing. Um, have him spread out the floor a little bit. Uh, adult, yeah. I think I think he makes a lot of sense as well. Do you think um, him and Sangoon can play together? I don't see why not. Sangoon is a liability defensively. Um, I think they have no defensive presence whatsoever, I think, aside from Terry Eason, who... Undersized. It's a, yeah, bit small um, where he's at. Uh, like, you have to defend someone. I mean, maybe Thompson, like, Almond Thompson helps that out a little bit. Jabari makes a jump, but I don't know. Jalen Green and <laughs> Kevin Porter aren't playing defense. You know that. So I, I think it makes sense. And maybe they, maybe Sangoon doesn't fit in anymore, and he's one of the guys that they deal. I, I feel like Jalen Green's been chopped around quite a bit or is in a lot of the rumors, but maybe he's one of the ones that actually uh, is a bit more uh, a bit more value around the league. Uh, I think him in the right setting would be 
maybe the Raptors even. I, I like him a lot <laughs> <laughs> for that perspectively. But I, I think, yeah, Fred, a lock, and then Brooke, I also think, would be fun on his team. I mean, if Fred joined that team, you're looking at a, a starting lineup of Fred, uh, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Jabari <laughs> Smith, and and Shangoon. Which, you know, if especially if Yikes. Jabari and Jalen can make you know make a jump here, Shangun, I don't, I, you know, I think that team gets better. And then you have Amon Thompson. We hit Tari the over. Beeson. We hit maybe, the over on every Rockets game. Maybe I don't know, twenty three wins, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, I don't. I we'll see if it actually happens, but um. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're they're going to be bad next year. Still, obviously, yeah. there's also still a James Harden factor. Like, yeah. there's that's still a possibility. That's the big um, I just like if you're James Harden, just for your reputation as a Hall of Fame, I don't top fifty yeah. player ever guy, that would be the most like reprehensible, like just awful, yeah. awful. Like, I you would lose any shred of respect from any NBA <laughs> player, any and former player fan that watches the game, like you would just have, it would just make no sense. Just give it another year. It's, it's completely on the table and I hate that it is because come on, dude, <laughs> you're pretty much going to a team that you're just selling out to ride into the sunset or ride into the strip clubs or <laughs> Or restaurant yeah. that they have there, like I, I don't know. That that is still a possibility, though. I just really hope it doesn't happen. If any, if it would, if it would happen with any superstar, or I say superstar lightly, it would be James Harden. Breaking so news: we'll I just got a Woj report. Nikola Vucevic, three-year, sixty million contract extension with the Bulls. Oh my God! What are the Bulls doing? That is like that is actually horrible. That is so bad. <laughs> Twenty million a year for Vooch the next three years. Yeah, lock in mediocrity, baby. That's why Matt's I, not a fan. Yeah, that's, that's I just can't, I can't do it anymore. It's Any, anything I hear about the Bulls, it's just I'm at peace with my decision to not cheer for them. Or like, I'll, they'll have a soft spot, but it's just every move they make is just you you scratch your head a little bit. And, that uh, feels like an overpay. I don't know where he's getting that money on the open market. Vucevic. Yeah, 20 million. paying 20 million for him. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good centers out there. It's, uh, you, well, could get, you could get a Rashawn Holmes for 10 million. <laughs> Not that I, they do I really like money. this free agency pool. I really like this free agency pool. Just looking at it now. It's a lot of good B guys. Yeah. Chris Middleton, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. You got D'Angelo Russell. You got Draymond, Fred. How much Harrison. money do you guys think D'Angelo Russell gets next year? Genuinely. Two for 20? Mid, mid-level? <laughs> Isn't that insane? He'll probably be a mid-level guy. <laughs> one one playoff series? Because <laughs> I'd it, say yeah. he, was, he was going in like the two for 15 to two for 18 range prior to that Denver series. Mm, I mean, I, I he did I mean, play really well with Memphis. Like he played really well that Memphis series. He played. He had a game, I think, with the Golden State. Like he had his turn in the <laughs> proverbial 
whoever <laughs> someone steps up for the Lakers game. And then to close the season, he was he was pretty good. And money just kind of gets thrown around in the NBA now. And now he's just he'll be lucky to find a home, question mark. Like <laughs> it's just maybe Utah, another Utah option where they just are like, fuck it, we need to spend some money. Um because they need a ball handler. I don't know. It's he's a very interesting case. Yeah, I think I think he probably has a market at the mid level exception. Um well, yeah, but again, there's always these guys where you see what they sign for and you're shocked uh, every year. I think he could be one of those guys where he signs for, like, could I see him signing for a tax pyramid level of like six point whatever for one year? I could see that to re, yeah, re, just re to you know, back. Yeah. well, just to revamp some of his value, like, right? And he might get offered, you know, two for, you know, 20, but like maybe he wants to take a one for, 11 or one for six and, and revamp his value. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. The James Harden thing, I think it's probably more likely he's going back to. So I think, I think we should wrap, we should do this. I think this would be fun to wrap things up a little bit, a little rapid fire. Cause by the time we record next, most of these guys will have signed. Yeah. So let's let, let me, let's go through some lists of names. And I want a rapid fire answer from you two on team and contract. Uh, your predictions. Oh, wow. Okay. You don't have to think about it too much. Okay. But let's start with Chris Middleton. Team, contract, where you guys think he's going? I want to say Sacramento, like, four for four for 110. Okay. Mari? Bucks, four for 110. I'm going to go Bucks, four for 140. It's a big, dude, it's a big contract. Yeah, it's going to be 35 a year, I think. I think that's his floor. I think it's his starting salary. He made 35.5 this year. If you just take that times four, that's four for 142, actually. Yeah, so that's I my. I thought it was, I was thinking 120, but since Matt said 110, I'm happy with 110. <laughs> what is this, price, price is right rules here? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, James Harden. Uh, probably. I think he takes a player option. He takes his player option. 35. 35.6. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he just opts in, so it's no... He just plays Philadelphia and plays it out. I think he's going to sign a 3 for $85 million deal with Philly. It's going to be under $100 million for a three-year contract with Philly, I think. I'd say 3 for 110 110 again. Actually, you may be... Actually, my, my numbers probably, are probably low. Yeah, I'm going to say three for, 3 for 100 for me. Right. 3 for 110, Matt? Three for game. <laughs> yeah. Three for one ten. Okay, good good guesses. I think that's probably where it's going to land. Um, okay, Kyrie Irving. Three for one twenty with the Mavs, and as much as it, I hate to say that, it just seems Team option like, or no. I feel Did like <laughs> if you're Mark Cuban, you don't want to <laughs> give him any power whatsoever. Yeah, but I just I don't know. It just with that trade that you did last year, you kind of put yourself in a box and you have to re-sign him. And I don't know what the market would be. Like I, I you probably want to try and get a bit lower if you possibly can, but I, I feel like that's just kind of, and doing anything more than three years would be idiotic, but maybe they do it. I don't know. Three for one. Yeah, I think that they are going to hope that they are able to get a team option in there for, for the last year. 
but I think that's about where it'll land. Three for the max. Mm-hmm. Um, Mari, is that in line with where you're yeah, thinking? Yeah, I, I was thinking that same thing. Four, three with the team option. Okay. Um, Fred Van Fleet, I already gave my prediction. Rockets on a four-year deal at 35, 30 to 35 a year. So let's say four for 140. Guys, what do you think on Fred? Uh, I think it just makes a lot of sense. And in terms of teams that have money to throw around and want a culture guy, I feel like Udoka is going to love Fred. <laughs> he will. He actually like, will. I think that's just going to be such a good match. So, yeah, no, I agree. I I just hate the fit in Houston. I I don't know where else because Freddie really doesn't I mean, have a... Toronto. Like we have his no, bird rights. No, like, no, no. Why not? I don't think he's coming back. Four for one twenty, thirty million a year. Are you Fred? happy with that? Are you happy with that? I think it'd be stupid. Yeah, he's twenty nine. Like he's twenty nine. He's still in the prime of his career. I'd be okay with that. I think that's a tradable contract. I think if we're trying to win next year, that's good. That I, I, I'm happy with that. I think if we are looking to move OG and Pascal, like legitimately, um, then less so. I'm less excited about that, obviously, uh, and it doesn't make much sense. But if we are looking to win next year, and it seems like we're pretty reluctant to move anyone, which is, you know, we're no, we're no Chicago Bulls, but it's a bit frustrating. Um, well, GTA yeah, isn't very... going anywhere. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I just think it's like that's a, like it's it, it's no it's no Jalen Brunson value. But if we got him for four for one twenty, like Brunson was four for one ten, and you know, I think that's a positive value contract right now. I think Fred is in a similar tier. As him, Brunson's younger, so I. But I, I just, I think a, t- a contending team would take that on. I don't think it's like a like an albatross or a bad contract if yeah, we so. decided to sell. So I'd be okay with that um, if it came to that point. But I think the Rockets are going to take him from us. I would have said maybe Orlando too prior to the draft, but they took Anthony Black, so I don't think there's space there now. Well, also you also got Detroit. You've got. Um, who could, who could you know, they've paid, so probably not. The Spurs, though, 34 million. Are they looking to add a you know a, a pick and roll teammate with uh with Victor? Fred and Wemby, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> the tallest guy in the league versus one of the shortest. <laughs> Actually, kind of like that. Spurs you could go through his legs or something, maybe. Spurs might be maybe nice for, for Freddie. <laughs> I kind of like that. the Hawks sign and trade DeAndre Hunter for for Fred. No, they have they have too many, too many yeah. point guards. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to come from. Where, where, where that deal comes, other than Houston. But, um, okay, a couple more. Let's just let's hit the big names. Harrison Barnes. I'm interested in. Um, do you think that Sacramento resigns him, or is he going somewhere else, Murray? Uh, I would like for Sacramento to resign him. I think the money's not great right now. I mean, that's a lot of money. But I think he has a lot of value in a lot of different teams in the league. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if... Is he a mid-level guy? Like, is he is he a $12 million player? Is he... You know, I, I can't really gauge his market or his value. Like a 2 for 15... A uh, 2 for 30 kind of... I think that's... Like for for a decently contending Above team, mid level, yeah. yeah. Interesting. For contending okay. team, you think? Yeah, I think he's a good player. Hmm. He feels like a fifth starter. 
on yeah, a good team. Yeah, fifth starter, yeah. Or even off the bench, like a okay, so which, Miami, which something like that, you know? like Interesting. New York. I would say New York for DiVincenzo. I don't know if we're going to make it down that far, but I like bring another Villanova guy, sign Josh Hart again. What about the Pacers? I feel like uh, what I've heard. I, from I'm them. just going through. Yeah, I feel like the Pacers, like Detroit, Charlotte, like something like that, provide a bit of guidance for the younger younger guys. I think he'd be hmm. great for that role because he kind of did it with the Kings in their turnaround this year. Yeah, um, I've seen some. They have the money. They have the money to give him whatever he would want. Um, yeah, I've I've heard rumors of the Pacers um, trying to add you know wings. They have they have the guards. They have you know, currently have a, g- a really good center. Um, so I think that's kind of the rumor that I've been hearing about that. So that would make sense mm. for them. Um, also, keep an eye on Miles Turner this summer. I think this is sort of his peak value right now. I still think he's a trade candidate as well for a team looking to make some some money moves. So mm-hmm. we'll see on that. But, uh, okay, a couple more. Draymond Green, let's get that one out of the way. Golden State, where are you guys thinking? Yeah, Golden State, three Sacramento. for 100, something like that. Three for 100. He's yeah. 33 years old. He made $25 million last year. Three for 100. Yeah, the $33 million range. That might be a... I could see it being three for 85, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that less than 100. But I do think... Uh, I do think... Do you think he maybe sends a shorter contract? Would he do that or no? Line, like line it up more with Steph's contract. I think Steph has two years left. Maybe I, I forget. I should have these in front of me. It's but. just maybe personal <laughs> where he wants to be. I don't know. Yeah. Like he can lock in a few more good years with Steph, and then kind of he's won the championships. He's won the accolades. Gets a bit more, bit more money. Trying to mentoring like a younger team. Maybe he he does that, but I don't know. I think a lot of these guys that are low thirties maybe want to instead of locking in. They lock in more years than money um, in the shorter term. Um, so they lock in their value. So even though they, they're a deteriorating product, they still elongate that a bit more. So I don't know. I just I, I would be surprised if he did less than three, though, that being said. I mean, it, would make, it would be smart for him to lock in, especially at that age. So, um, Okay. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I think he... Probably resigns in in Portland. Um, they have his bird rights. I could Same see him also team. being a, an Indiana team. Mm. But what were you saying? I think he's a. Uh, that'll be the indication with Dame's uh, where he goes because Dame yeah. is a huge fan of the guy. So yeah, if you're if you're looking to rebuild. It, yeah, Maybe I actually agree. Yeah, them re-signing Grant is going to be a big telltale sign on if they if if Lillard, Lillard goes or not. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see there. Mari, any any uh, Jeremy Grant? I, I think he's going to command quite a bit of money. To be honest, I, I think I, he's twenty million minimum. Yeah, I think he's going to twenty five million four years. Four for a hundred, something like that. Yeah. I think it could even, yeah, maybe even four for one ten, yeah, could be pretty it's crazy. <laughs> it's Jeremy. It feels Grant. like an overpay, for doesn't Jeremy it? Grant, yeah. <laughs> I know we're jumping around a little bit, but Tobias Harris also, you know, potentially a trade partner for Philly if they're looking to star hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, forty million dollars this year, but his last year of his contract. 
So we'll see if he gets moved. I think there's, you know, Philly could definitely make some money moves this offseason. Um, okay, and then Brooke Lopez. We talked about him. Where do you guys think he ends up? Locking your predictions now. Sacramento. <laughs> that's a good prediction. I think that's perfect for or them. For AD in Milwaukee. I feel like he goes. That'd back. be a steal. Like no, Mid- you know what? I feel like Middleton's more likely to leave than Brooke. In my really? Opinion. But happy to be wrong. I think um, the price point has just been set with uh, the Vooch extension. Mm-hmm. I think Brooke Lopez's cost just went up, Mari, about $7 million a okay. year. <laughs> so probably four for you know, 105 now. Let's be honest. Nobody's watching what Chicago does mm. as like a model. Agents are. Players are. They see. I guess. Um, we don't have to dive too deep into these guys, but some other like names I'm looking at this offseason um, that we haven't really touched on. Um, we've got Karis LeVert, who's an unrestricted free agent. Malik, Ble- Malik Beasley. Uh, Christian Wood. Kyle Kuzma, we have not touched on. I think he'll be somewhere else. Uh, Josh Hart is going to decline that player option in New York. Um, Dylan Brooks, who who knows? Jakob Pertle, Raptors will probably re-sign him. Bruce Brown, Denver will probably re-sign him. Seth Curry's an unrestricted free agent. I think that's someone who could really help a contender uh, as a bench Seth piece. Seth Curry on Denver would be so fun. Seth Curry on Denver? Yeah, that'd be crazy. A crazy fit. Um... And then a couple of their names, Rui and RFA, there's been rumors about him and who would go after him and what his price point would be. Kobe White's an RFA. I could see him leaving. Dylan Brooks. Um, D- Dylan, yeah, we talked about Dylan Brooks. Or we mentioned him. Cam, Cam Johnson, Cam Reddish are also both RFAs. Um, so there, uh, there, are some, there are a lot of names. I think Cam Johnson's going to get a bag this summer um, from what I've been listening to as well. Mm-hmm. I think $20 million a year for Cam Johnson is, is, is likely. So there's lots of names, lots of guys who can help, help teams. So it'll be interesting to see, um, where this goes. Um, but I, I wish everyone all the best of luck from your favorite teams. I hope they, they knock it out of the ballpark. (laughs) Um, by the time we record next, a lot of these guys will be on, on, will be signed. So, It'll be excited to kind of go over those signings, uh, review them, and and uh, and see how we did. I think we'll do. I think we'll do pretty decently. Um, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Where do you guys think Dylan Brooks goes first? Nihau. China. Nihau, yeah. Dylan Brooks. There's not a team who's going to sign him. No, there'll there'll be a team. There will be a team. Oh. You really think? Rockets. <laughs> Rockets, maybe. Honestly. What a mess. Culture guy. Goes in when in doubt, them. just the Rockets. I mean, they have the money for it. I feel like Dallas makes kind of sense, but I feel like they kind of have a, another move or two in their bag. But Could he be a Cleveland team? Like, for the, that three spot? Defender? Maybe. I feel like I saw some rumors around Garland um, getting traded this morning, potentially. Oh, that would be a bad, bad call. <laughs> would be an awful call. But I think um, the Raptors could be a fit for that potentially. For Garland or for Brooks? Like OG Porter and oh. and like a few picks in the way future for Garland. 
Oh, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do a Garland pick. That would, now you got me all excited. They get their three. Mitchell's still the ball handler. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll have all these answers definitely by next week. So thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you very soon. Peace. Peace.